Welcome to the Oh Dear Podcast. I am your host, Nick Widmer. This is how we do the podcast now. It's one of those breathy, true crime podcasts where we reveal information in a way that seems like it's shocking, but if you just gave us all the information, it would not actually be shocking at all. <laughs> you guys ever notice that? They literally like like they just they just keep a key and piece of information from you on purpose so that they can do like a reveal later on, but like yeah. that's not actually how it happened in the timeline of the story. They're like, Oh yeah, yeah. actually. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, the detectives. The, <laughs> the detectives had the bloody glove from as soon as they yeah. walked into the house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They purposely bury the lead so they can have like an episode four shocking reveal. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the show. I feel like today. anything in that voice. That don't you think wit? Don't you think anything in that voice sounds like it is suspenseful and like dramatic? Like even if you were just like Whitmer, what did you have? for breakfast this morning. Well, that's the thing. Like there's so much manipulation you can do with, with um, music and tone uh, Mm -hmm. and like the expectations of film. Like I remember that more, that movie boyhood where that it was like just about a kid's life. It was that Richard Linklater movie. And like, you're so conditioned while watching movie to expect stuff to happen. But that whole movie is that nothing really happens. It's just about a boy's life. So like there's like a scene where like he's like 16 and he's like smoking weed for the first time or something. And I'm watching it with a little bit of suspense going like, oh, my God, is he going to get arrested? And it's like, no, nothing is going to happen. But like (laughs) you just get conditioned. So that's like anyway, like it's so easy to manipulate people with like that's why like the loose change documentary about 9-11 is so convincing. It's because like, yeah, they pulled out all the the stops. Like that's what you do when you're making a documentary about anything. It's never, like so easy to never do. would I have. <laughs> I would never have thought that loose change and boyhood would be combined, <laughs> like juxtaposed and like yeah. one singular thought. Those are such different movies. One's an Oscar-nominated in the movie. mind of Nick Whitmer. Yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing if like. Take- it yeah. would be amazing if they nominated Loose Change for like an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> well, they like gave that, the director <laughs> on sport on sports radio. They do the teases before the commercial. It's like coming up. I'm going to tell you why the movie Boyhood is just like 9/11 documentary Loose Change. Right <laughs> You'd be like, what? I got to stick around for that. Uh, I think <laughs> the man <laughs> two dollars off checkers. <laughs> the commercials come. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they should uh, they should uh, give a lifetime achievement award from the academy <laughs> to the makers of that documentary. <laughs> it's also funny because you know I do think on some level the makers of that documentary they're also filmmakers. Like they are just yeah. like yeah, that was probably you know a passion project that blew up for them. Yeah, but like, I it wouldn't have been great if they just went on to have kind of a normal career, right? Like, <laughs> oh shit, that guy is now directing episodes of The Good Place. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like very successful. I'm like, <laughs> it is funny because there is like a there is a level to that where they're just like, 
Uh, I don't know. Use the first bit of him. It sounds like way more shocking. Um, hold on. Use the Obama interview from March of 94 because that makes him look way more evil. This one, he just seems like a normal guy. And can you yeah. put the, uh, the, <laughs> the evil music right under it and uh, yeah. make sure to put the, the, the yellow thriller eyes on Obama? <laughs> And they're probably like, and you know what? Darken his skin because we're really yeah. trying to be. We're going for something. <laughs> we're, we're, yeah, it's we're all making fun. a choice. <laughs> well, that's the thing too. Like, if you were making a documentary about something like like that, where you're tr- you're trying to convince people that 9/11 was an inside job, so you're only going to use the information that makes it seem like it is. You're not going to go. Oh, by right. the way, here's some counter information, but make up your own mind. You're just right, going to be like, right. no, we're cutting all of that. Yeah, <laughs> dude, yeah. dude. Just about. <laughs> they didn't go in going, what happened with 9-11? Like, what just yeah. happened? <laughs> like, the editor the editor like, they yeah. hired is, like, a real editor who's, <laughs> like, from Hollywood. And then uh, he's like, hey, should we put in – how much of the, uh, the counter-argument stuff from that scientist do you want to put in? They're like, ah, I don't know. It's getting a little long. They're like, you sure? <laughs> yeah. You don't want to – There's the door, <laughs> Brad. Like, so- <laughs> <laughs> You're fired. You're fired. That's, that's That's why the Woody Allen documentary is a little disappointing to me. Like, I haven't watched it yet, but, like – if he's as guilty as they think he is, why wouldn't they just make like an equal time documentary right. to be like, all right, let's just let's just pose this both sides and let's let the audience decide based off the information. But instead, they're yeah. like, no, let's take Woody Allen down. It's way more fun to like just and then like that way, if there is any information that might contradict, they can just ignore it and just pile on. And I'm not saying he's innocent, obviously, but like that was when I first heard about. Uh, you know, it, I, that's what I assumed it must have been. I don't know why. That was stupid of me, I guess, because <laughs> it's probably more compelling TV just to bury somebody. But um, yeah, anyway, so it's just like I, that documentary is not going to focus on any bit of information that could possibly make Woody Allen look innocent. They're going to cut it or not. You know, yeah. it's one of those things that, like, when they, they can say they reach out to, like, Woody Allen to be like, hey, Woody, um, would you like to. Uh, be a part of this documentary that we already shot and it's in post-production. <laughs> it's like, no dude, like there's, there's like, what are you going to give them equal time now? We reached out to Woody Allen and he said, no. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and you're like, they're like, Hey, Woody Allen, would you like to be in this documentary? Uh, do an interview for us called Woody Allen's a child rapist. Anyway, we just want to <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> of course he's going to decline that interview. Yeah. It's really I, weird they yeah, called it they called it like Allen versus Pharaoh. But it really should be called like Pharaoh versus Allen, Pharaoh's story. Like it's, not like, it's not a versus at all. The Pharaoh story. Yeah, Pharaoh KOs Allen in the first round. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now they're gonna Pharaoh be like, and not balanced. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Now they're gonna they're gonna talk about the uh well Woody Allen was in it, but we had to cut him out. It's like release the Allen cut now. <laughs> <laughs> release the Allen cut. It's nine hours long now. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's so funny. Like that'd be hilarious if Woody Allen somehow got like all of the footage and he had to make his own cut. Oh and it's God. like the reverse 
Zack Snyder, instead of it being four hours, it's t- eight minutes. <laughs> and they just used the, the only eight minutes that didn't make him look bad. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's my that's my cut. He just releases a, it's just eight minutes of a phone call that he had with Mia Farrow where she goes, I'm going to make her think you molested her because you because <laughs> of what you did to Sunye. <laughs> They should do a, uh, you know how they have, um, I think it's like the YouTube channel of like Variety or the Hollywood Reporter. One of those very, um, you know, like entertainment industry, but slightly more respected than like TMZ, obviously. Yeah. Um, YouTube channels, like they have a YouTube channel and they have the round tables with like, here's the actors and it's like. It's yeah. like Denzel Washington and yeah, Adam yeah. Driver and whatever. Yeah. Good reporter. Yeah. Yes. Very respected. Uh, they should have one where it's like THR round table and it's like Woody Allen, R. Kelly, Bill Cosby, <laughs> Harvey Weinstein. And, and the host just has a smirk and he's like, so thanks for coming in today. <laughs> Harvey, why don't you You'll go never first? believe what all of you have in common. <laughs> <laughs> and they only talk about their films. They're like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so, Harvey, <laughs> when you were producing oh Shakespeare God. in Love. <laughs> now, Bill, you had a similar experience on Ghost Dad. <laughs> R, how does that relate to you? He calls him R. R, how does that relate to your music? <laughs> R. Oh my god, that'd be so the most tone deaf thing is getting all those people in a room and <laughs> only asking them the questions about their movies and music. What's oh my name? god, that'd be so funny. Uh, I think Louis C.K. Speaking of which, Louis C.K. was, uh, <laughs> was uh, talking about years ago was talking about how he was working on the Chris Rock show on HBO, which is I forget that show even existed, but this is like anyway. So Chris Rock had a, like a kind of like a Bill Maher weekly show on HBO. And he said one of the bits they wanted to do was like after the OJ trial to have OJ Simpson come in and do his first interview, but only ask him about like Heisman shit. (laughs) 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 And they said, and Lou was like, OJ wanted to do it, but they were like, we don't want to be the people to like, you know, let him back in. Oh man. Oh, yeah, man. that's so funny. It's so fucking funny. It's <laughs> is it funnier in concept? It is funnier in reality. But then you're like letting a murderer like be yeah. part of a hysterical bit. Yeah, I don't mind just the concept of it. Just yeah, it's one of those ideas that I don't mind just doing and ne- like saying and never doing. <laughs> yes, and yeah, just yeah. telling that we thought of doing it and we reached yeah. out. And, and he said, but the thing is him saying yes is pure OJ. Like that is, yeah. Oh yeah. Like I even saw a clip recently on, you know, I'm, I'm on, I'm on TikTok, And one of those things that is my interest is OJ. So I'm on OJ TikTok. I assume I occasionally get OJ videos. And, um, <laughs> one recent one I saw is like, it's like from like the nineties or something. Cause it's, you know, the nineties style footage. And it's a woman at like, a public fair or something walks up and just this normal like 30 year old white woman walks up and goes hey i just wanted to shake your hand i've never shook the hand of a murderer before and and, and oj oj goes oh thank you very much like have a great day oh my god And, and the interviewer is like does that bother you and he's like 
No, not at all. Just being friendly. Like he's like, he didn't even hear it. (laughs) I think he may have, but he's like so wrapped up and still wanting to be liked that he's even kind of respect, like beyond kind to someone doing, you know, a mocking thing. Of course, at the base of it all, he did commit murder, but, uh, Cause even yeah. like, like it, uh, even on his like once once he got out the second time once he got out and uh, was doing like TikToks and had his own Instagram or whatever he was doing yeah he was like people yeah. were like uh, you know fucking commenting crazy qu- he's like I'll take questions <laughs> and then, <laughs> but he's like but not about the trial come on guys like he would say like like <laughs> don't say it like that dude you got to be like. I'm not taking questions about the trial. Don't yeah, fucking come. It must be such a curse for a guy who just wants to be liked and he wants to get attention and he's trying to get it for every other reason. But the only reason yeah. why people are there is because he murdered two people and they want to ask him about it. <laughs> and That's l- he's like sitting there, like it's got to be torture. Yeah, man. 25 years ago, too. Like it is truly inescapably defining. That's like he made a deal with the devil or like a monkey paw wish where he was like, I want to be famous for the rest of my life. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't specify (laughs) like the terms of the deal. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. That's hilarious. I mean, but it is, isn't it implicitly a like, can't, the thing is he can choose to not be public because he is inherently putting himself out there in yeah. a public form of like, yeah. cause it's not even like I'm doing an interview style public. It's like, I'm publishing my own thoughts and stuff into the world. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's trying to like, I, I remember on Twitter, he was trying to do like a weekly, like NFL roundup pick them, <laughs> you know, like, like that was you his know. demo. That was his demo tape for yeah. ESPN. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, that's what he was pulling for. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Like, they'll, they'll have me on. Come on. I'm OJ. He's, yeah. that, he's literally that much of a dunce. He thinks that like, what? Come on. I'm OJ. I mean, you know, should we reach out to him to try and get him on this podcast? Because maybe. I mean, he probably would say yes. Right? Here's the thing. Like, you know, in other countries, the sentencing for like, thing, even like murder, like in Canada, if you murder someone, you get like 20 years. Uh-huh. And like, they kind of like, from what I understand anyway, I'm kind of talking about my ass. But what I kind of get together is like, in Canada, they they care more about the... um the uh the side of prison where they're trying to make them better and not just the punishment side whereas in yeah. america all we care about is the punishment side right but like right. technically speaking, which is good like, which I is know, the right way yeah but uh <laughs> in uh rehabilitation is the word i'm looking for yeah but it's yeah. kind of funny to think like he did murder two people and he did go to prison for like 20 years but it wasn't for murder but he still yeah. went and like the chances of him ever doing anything like that again are pretty much zero. So, like, isn't it a fair argument to be like, yeah, he served his time. He's, he's out. Whatever. <laughs> he's, re- he's rehabilitated. You think he's going to murder two people again? <laughs> it, yeah. I mean, that's that's just a weird thing about our, like, justice system, which you just mentioned. But it's like, also, like, if your neighbor was like, yeah, I mean, I killed two people 20 years ago. I, you know, I served 20 years. So, 
uh, you know, it's going to be nice living next to you, man. Um, like you would still be like, I mean, yeah, he did his time, but also you'd be fucking frightened. Like you'd, st- there's no way you, you don't go like, yeah, that guy's always a murderer, <laughs> That's which is unfair, but it's true. Yeah. That In is way, true. Yeah. That is true. Uh, I've talked to actually one of my, uh, a guy I worked with and stayed at the house of, you know, I think I've told you about this man who mm-hmm. with, I stayed at the house of uh, a former convict who was put in prison for, uh, you know, assault. So he served like 25 years and he was, in his words, falsely accused. Anyway, he's told me about like his neighbor, like some neighbors won't talk to him and how I mean, now, now it's like not a funny point, but he's. Like how it bothers them. And he's like, man, people who treat me like that, like I know they're not even worth my respect that they can't even give someone. They don't even want to hear anything about me. Um, Which is like, I mean, that's kind of a tough because they see the bracelet and, uh, you know, they see the the anklet. Um, Oh, he's under house arrest? Yeah. Oh, okay. So like. Which is, oh my God, we are so cruel with the uh, limitations of some forms of house arrest. Yeah. He's not, he has to be in his house. Uh, I think it's like seven to se- He can't be elsewhere past 7 p.m., basically. Mm. Which you think about like, wow, you almost like can't even just go on a date. Like in, uh, in many circumstances, <laughs> like you can't see a movie. You- <laughs> Yeah. Get food. You're like, yeah, you want to catch a matinee? (laughs) (laughs) Only. You want to get lunch? Uh, Lunch, coffee, matinees. Uh, Yeah. Daytime biking. So, but that's like, God damn, man. So, but you're, you're not. I like how there's a cap. I like how there's also a cap on the morning. They're like, listen, buddy, you can't get up at 5 a.m. and go for a run. Like, you That's go prime assaulting time. <laughs> <laughs> you're kind of right, dude. It's like, that's even meaner to be like, no, you're not even allowed out of the house before 7 a.m. It's like, what? What are you going to do then? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, don't you dare think about doing an early morning walk. No self-betterment. You better buy a Peloton with all of that money you've saved up <laughs> that we you know our safety net helped you have but yeah man i've always said i said uh because i went to the beach with uh one of his friends who was also a former convict and uh he's just telling me about how you know he's at the beach with an ankle bracelet it's unmistakable at a beach <laughs> yeah and uh, you know i that's why i view i i told him that i view um house arrest bracelets what's the proper term by the way there's a better word i can't think of i mean just a something monitor isn't it like a yeah ankle monitor location, ankle monitor yeah yeah anyway i said that those those are basically like a woman's cleavage it's tempting to look but it's impolite <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's impolite to stare <laughs> yeah it's just, eyes up this here this is also in the, in, in the state of florida right yes this is in florida which I think it's is so particularly if tough if, on. If, yeah, if, but if there's a state where like an ankle monitor on the beach is pretty normal, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you'd be like, oh, there's the ankle tattoo next to the ankle monitor. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, it's probably more than one. They're they're like ankle. Yeah. Their bracelets like 
get fucked up when they get around each other. <laughs> like the <laughs> feedback is bad for them. <laughs> Oh shit! And who is that? What kind of job is that, though? Is there a guy monitoring that all day, going like, "Uh, Trevor's at the beach, and I'm just gonna sit here and watch yeah. the dot on the screen." <laughs> like, I know, really. It's like my job is to sit here and watch, make sure Trevor doesn't have too much of a good time. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm at a desk while he's at the beach. <laughs> yeah. Who's really in prison, man? Oh shit, oh, dude, Christian! Oh shit! Yeah. Watch you take that, take that up the flagpole, pass it to the man in charge. Christian is such uh, a fucking what a philosopher, dude. This guy is so deep, fucking bro. modern Aristotle, bro. Oh Maybe we're the ones in the case. I saw one. Um, <laughs> this is like a hilarious, like it's hilarious when it's from a wrestler, but like apropos of nothing, they tweeted out. What if the light, the blinding light you see when you die is really, you is really just another hospital that you're being born at and you're stuck in the oh mind of a baby. <laughs> And it was like, it's kind of deep, but just dumb enough to be dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, it's just like, it doesn't hold up under any scrutiny because it's like, well, what happens when all the people who come back from, they, they see the light, but then they end up, is that, are they all stillborns? It's pretty much it. It's got to be it. Yeah. Um, also, did, no, go ahead, bro. there's been way more souls than like, like that doesn't make sense. You can't just keep reappearing because yeah. new people. There's more people now than there were <laughs> ever. Yeah, like it's more people being yeah. born than dying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. The math doesn't add up on reincarnation. Yeah, yeah. it's like, uh, oh shit, we're running out of people. Give me some koala bears. Fucking <laughs> just turn them into guys. It, anyway, if, I'm yeah, picturing. Thing, if re- <laughs> uh, real quick, I'm picturing that wrestler being like. What if, you know, the light we see right when we're dying is actually just us entering a new hospital, you know, coming out in a new hospital room? Anyway, read more at my Flat Earth blog right here. (laughs) Catch me tonight in Wilmington. I'll be taking on the crusher. If uh, if reincarnation was real, that's like they would have to kill like the whole idea behind it, like the people doing it. Like, let's just say there's some sort of God. He's like, yeah, let's do reincarnation. Like the second, like a cricket dies and it has to be something else, and there's not enough bodies that line up with how many souls there are, they would have to just be like, fuck it, he's a human now, like without yeah. ever having to like measure the behavior of that cricket during its life. Yeah, like it would just be pe- evil people would still be there all the time because, yeah. like, regardless of their terrible behavior, it's not like they would become something else, right. <laughs> Um, I did there's see- no consciousness of it. Like if you're not conscious of like, let's say you're evil, like you're Hitler and you do all this evil shit and then you die and then you have to become something that sucks. But like once you become mm-hmm. something that sucks, it's not like a Hitler is a house fly and he's going like this blows. It's like you lose your, your mind is erased. So you're, you're being punished for something you don't even realize and you're born again and you don't even realize what you used to be. So how could it even like the whole karma and reincarnation thing is it's, it's just so dumb and silly. You don't think Hitler gets reincarnated as flying as like these fucking Jews, <laughs> <laughs> like even like an anti-Semitic. House He's flying. like, hey, where's my mustache? <laughs> <laughs> there was a there's a documentary on Netflix called Surviving Death, I think, 
And um, there's one episode about that reincarnation or whatever. And there's like a scientist who actually really believes in it. And uh, the one I saw was interesting because it, it kind of like, it's basically kind of the idea of what that wrestler was talking about. But this guy had done all these studies where these kids had like, um, these kids had talked about like a past life or something like that. And um, they had one kid in particular on video from one like nineties or something like when he was a kid who's like, yeah, my name was like, I know Monty, whatever Monty Max, and which is a Tiny Toons character, but I couldn't come up with a better name. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> his name was like he's like my anyway, name is Mon- Elmer Fudd. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, his no, but his name was like Monty Max or whatever. Uh-huh. And they're like his parents were like, "What is is that? What you want to be called?" He's like, "No, that's who I am. I have two daughters. Um, I was I was an actor in Hollywood." And then they're like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" So anyway, anyway, they took him to this doctor. And the doctor did like tests and he like put some pictures in front of him about the, they found out there was a dude named Monty Max, like in Hollywood. And they put like these pictures of his like wife, some like random picture. And then like another random picture. And they're like, do any of these stick out to you? And he pointed the picture of his wife and he like, he could tell you details about this guy's life. And like a lot of this stuff lined up. And then, so like they, they ended up going to like his daughter the real guy's mm-hmm. daughter and like asking her questions that he had like sort of um, validated or whatever, or he had sort of said, and then she validated a lot of the stuff, mm-hmm. but like basically they were saying that like some, the theory was that like you get reincarnated into like a baby with those memories. But then as you grow older, you start, you just forget, which I've heard before. I remember Russell brand was talking about on like some podcast or something where he was talking about how, uh, he was at a dinner party and they were talking about how these people had kids and one, there was like an older kid. There was like one. And then there was like one that was like a little bit more like six months or something like that. I don't know, whatever age you can talk. But the older kid says like, what's like, what's heaven like? Because I'm starting to forget or something like that. Basically just like mm. kind of on that same thing of like, they have like oh. these ingrained memories mm. about this place. And like, as you get older, you start forgetting it. I was, it's pretty fascinating if you, if you buy into it, but it's fucking nuts. Yeah. Uh. It's weird to think about my former life as a porn star or my past. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's all I got, Chris. <laughs> Chris gives us very thoughtful. Lot, yeah. And I'm like, dude, what about porn, bro? <laughs> I was banging. Yeah, dude. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, with all that stuff, because like I just saw another – I'm watching too many documentaries now which is actually pretty good but i saw the phenomenon have you seen this documentary have you seen this no. have you heard about this um <laughs> what's that it's basically a documentary about ufos but and i've never been a ufo guy like i've just been like mm-hmm. i don't know unidentified flying object means just that it's just something in the sky that you couldn't you didn't know what it was but like yeah. um you know they're just like talking about it and basically there's a lot of they have like a lot of eyewitness accounts of stuff and like literally people going like, yes, there was an alien here when I was a kid, it came to the playground. Like there was a bunch of uh, playground, playground kids, (laughs) a bunch of kids on a playground in Australia. And they all saw this on like this particular day where like a spaceship came down, a man came out. He was a small man and he had big eyes and he came down and we fucking saw him and we felt the heat of his ship. And then he left. 
And then there was like Dude. kids in Africa who said the same thing. They had the the same experience. Dude. So I don't know, man. It's it's pretty nuts. That I always is, hate that stuff because it's like it's 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 literally some person going like, "Dude, I saw it. You can't tell me I didn't." And it's like, okay, but like you can't tell me like you you can't expect me just to believe you when you're saying this either. Like, yeah. And it's like people are like, "Well, it's so convincing the story." It's like all stories are. Like Breaking Bad's convincing. <laughs> like, you know, it's like a story. You made it up, but it doesn't mean like that's what I don't understand. Is like people are like, well, you couldn't possibly make that up. People make up shit all the time. Have you ever seen a movie? Like, it's not like that's a crazy thing that someone made it up. Also, like I always hate like when like the UFO truthers are like the government's hiding it from us. I'm like, yeah, if it's true, they should be. <laughs> like, what are you like? What else are they doing? Yeah. Like they shouldn't be like, yeah, aliens came anyway. What are you guys up to? Like, <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, of course they should hide it. Like it's fucking aliens, dude. <clears throat> I think we're going to see aliens in my lifetime. I just feel like I've seen everything at this point. Like I've seen, I've said it before. It's like everything in my lifetime that like movies have predicted has like come true. We've seen cloning in my lifetime. I've mm. seen fucking like, terrorism on a mass scale i've seen a black president like it's all all the things movies warned us about oh you you know you know that class movie oh my god God. he just named like i mean christian just named like a crazy sci-fi occurrence you know ufos and a president it's like You know, I've uh, I've seen you know mummies reincarnated, and uh, I've seen an African American Secretary of State. Um, like, oh man, that's so but, good. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> Jesus fuck, man. I'm I'm positive. Uh, I'm positive. I'll see some aliens before you know, at least by seventy. I think you're right. I think so. I think Whitmer is going to see some live. He's going to tell us about. Yeah, uh, they're going to pick Whitmer and- up tonight, and he'll be like, <laughs> <laughs> "Like you don't believe in us?" <laughs> You're like, we only anally probe the non-believers. <laughs> oh, I like the idea. Have you ever heard the idea of ancient aliens? I like that. That's like, I think that's so cool. It's basically yeah, the- like. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Christian, is another documentary you've been watching the Jesse Ventura ones? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sea, I'm a Navy SEAL. I hate that guy. <clears throat> what do you love about ancient aliens is the concept that like the pyramids were built by, well, ancient aliens, right? Stuff like yeah. that. Well, I like, the, well, I, I, maybe I don't go that far into like them actually being aliens, but I just like the concept that like, it's like us time traveling you know, backwards and maybe we've evolved so that we look different, but it's just humans from the future, like in their spaceship, their time traveling devices, like a looks like a spaceship or whatever. And like, maybe they're like future tourists or whatever, just taking a look or like researchers, like, I don't know. Maybe they're like before the COVID disease, let's get some anal samples (laughs) of like what humans were like before the COVID. Wait, this is, you're saying there are time travelers witnessing us? 
I believe the theory, yeah, at least one theory is that like aliens are actually human time travelers coming from the future to visit oh. the past. And that's why their technology is so much more advanced. That's why oh, they're even okay. interested in us, in us in the first place. That's why, you know, and maybe they like evolved in some way. Like maybe that's why they look different. They're like, I, hum- they, but they still, for some reason, always look like humans. I feel like, by the way, we should call this episode uh, the History Channel episode. <laughs> it's like, it's like reincar, it's like uh, like reincarnation, and then a- now we're at Ancient Aliens. Mm-hmm. But I kind of would believe that one, honestly. In some ways, do you think that's more believable than aliens from distant planets? Uh, aliens from distant planets. I mean, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I, I think. You'd have to have some pretty fast light speed to get over here and get back, but it's not impossible, I guess. But it's it's, it's so basically uh, greater power than we can fathom. The the aliens are the that the theory that they're actually time travelers from the future, just kind of witnessing or seeing this. Yeah, um, that would probably mean those are the richest people. Like probably. What if one of the people in uh? you know, the one you just mentioned of like all the like farm kids or something saying yeah. the Australian like class saying we saw it. Yeah. What if they were like, and it, I, it, the craziest thing, it kind of looked like Elon Musk. It was so weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's 1994. Who's Elon Musk? <laughs> <laughs> it's 1994. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's like, uh, that's pretty funny. I mean, it always like, it used to bum me out. Cause I used to be like, oh, I guess we're never going to figure out time travel. Cause if, we did if we do at some point they would have already come back by now don't you think like somebody would have already said hey or unless they're like not allowed to be seen or travel to a certain point in time mm. yeah i mean whether well, there is that butterfly effect thing you know like if somebody from like let's say we invent time travel in like 2068 yeah. If someone from 2068 came back to 2021 to tell us how to time travel it would like alter everything so maybe they're just like listen let's just let you know they'll get they'll figure it out in 2068 just like we did (laughs) yeah (laughs) they're like guys guys baron trump is president (laughs) he's he's doing a great job (laughs) (laughs) it was his idea (laughs) (laughs) we achieved utopia (laughs) um that's so I, you know, I have, this is, I do have a separate conversation. I think we could talk about, by the way, mm-hmm. um, Go for it. the, uh, it, you know, I read a little bit of the story and it, it kind of makes you laugh in a way it shouldn't. Cause it just proves the lizardness of a famous group of people, specifically the Kardashians. Apparently, okay. The, I don't know if you guys saw do you have this this uh, story. Oh of, yeah, uh, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I believe um, the youngest Kardashian, not Kylie, who Kylie, is yes. I think actually the richest. I believe she's the only billionaire of the bunch. Yeah, which is interesting. There's some dispute. There's some dispute to that that whether that's a legit number. This whole youngest billionaire thing, but regardless, because I know where the story is going, she has a boatload of money. <laughs> she, yes, she has that's a boatload of money. 
if if there are rumors out there that you're a billionaire, it's that doesn't happen for a guy with 180 grand. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, so the story is that she, her makeup artist, got in a like an actually terrible, maybe somewhat close to fatal car crash, mm-hmm. and has I believe around. Sixty to seventy thousand dollars in medical bills, and Kylie Jenner. Yes, it's Jenner with Kardashian tweeted Mm -hmm. and said, uh, like on her Instagram, like guys, here is the link to her GoFundMe. Um, Please donate whatever you can. And it's, I mean, it just makes you laugh to see a billionaire with someone in their fucking life and actual orbit. Telling their followers to donate to a GoFundMe, and apparently the story wrote that she did donate, and she donated five thousand dollars. <laughs> it it actually physically hurts to say all of this because you're like you actually you actually are a different you're different than me. Like we are structurally different organisms. Hey, you know, Brett, let me put it this way. You know how you become a billionaire? You don't spend a billion dollars, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you keep it. <laughs> but you know what? I think the thing that's being overlooked by this is that this person works for her. So it's like an employee. Like they do your makeup. So like you don't give this person adequate health insurance to pay for shit. Like you do the fucking makeup for the Kardashians and you don't have health care that, you know, will cover like a large you know chunk of this fucking expense of a brain surgery like what the fuck is that like that is one (laughs) of the things too like like what's happening there like that just means that she's a double shitty person and she hires someone doesn't pay them anything she has a billion dollars doesn't give her fucking makeup artist health health insurance and then also on top of that will only contribute 5k to the fucking 60k that he needs or she needs to be To be fair, how how many makeup artists actually have healthcare? Is there a union? <laughs> because I, I I can't imagine too many have like healthcare or like protesting outside Mac and you know. But fucking- to be fair, if you were a billionaire, perhaps yeah. it would be nice to understand that I have this ability to treat the makeup artist higher than the consummate average. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, at a, yeah, and then. Yeah. What dude, this is what centrally also makes you even just more pained. Kylie Jenner makes two million dollars per Instagram post. Um, if she said buy this shampoo or whatever, she would get two million dollars. Mm-hmm. And it just is like, wow, she could just do an Instagram post that says, Hey everybody, uh buy this this is the mascara this is good mascara and she could then pay for her makeup artist's treatment and then have i believe one million nine hundred and forty thousand dollars left over yeah <laughs> like 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 do an instagram post pay for the treatment and now you still have a million nine hundred and sixty thousand dollars that's like yeah, that's a good play around cash. It, it yeah, a hundred percent. It also shows you just how detached from reality these people are because she didn't even read that this would happen. 
she yeah. like wants to be a part of like internet culture and she sees all these people sharing GoFundMes for various reasons and she's like mm. oh cool i can participate and it's like no dude you're a billionaire allegedly so you don't get to just do that you you like without consequences like if jeff Be- bezos was asking for handouts or, or donations you'd be like dude go fuck yourself you have five yachts like sell one <laughs> like what the hell like fuck you like and it's like i you know i do think we have a little bit of like recently uh almost like an unfair uh treatment of successful people in a way uh, where like we shit on people who have massive success and it's like, you're supposed to try to have massive success. It's like, that's you true. know, like the, you know, like we, 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 I think as a culture, we've kind of, yeah, I, sometimes I feel like kind I, of gone I, such a way rig. Can I, I, I sometimes feel like I catch a lot of flack from you too on this podcast for, you know, the success I have, <laughs> but go on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I, I forgot Brett and Buble went diamond. <laughs> <laughs> but we've gone away. Um, we've got. We've gone away. Yeah, but like I get, like I get it. I get like, and I and I, I kind of hesitate to shit on people who have success j- just for having success. But this is just an, another example. It's like when your entire. It's not like she invented something. Is she? I mean, Jeff Bezos like ran, runs is is still running until he's officially out. Like literally like the most successful business ever. Like, like it took a lot of ability and skill and intelligence and patience and everything for him to get to the point uh, where he did. And yeah, he should pay more taxes and yeah, there shouldn't be this much of a disparity between the Mm. middle class, the lower class and the upper, all these things are true still, but like, at least he worked for it. Like Kylie Jenner is just hot and grew up in a certain way and all of her, money didn't come from this like brilliant business mind it came from all these opportunistic things like the whole other thing was like i don't know if it her it was her or her sister but they started a tequila company and like tequila make takes like a few years to make and she basically is like she basically signed on at the end when it was about to be released and then she came up with this like i've always been passionate about tequila and we went to all the farms in mexico to find the best agave it's like no you didn't you didn't do any of that it's all bullshit you literally build all of your shit on lies and manipulation like everything that they have is based off of like is a reality tv show that's edited just like what we talked about before to make them look a certain way like they it's all bullshit so you get zero sympathy from me uh (laughs) pay your fucking employees and also fucking pay this person's surgery like that's just reprehensible it is i i always love by the way when uh i'm going through like the reddit article page about this and looking in the comments most of the comments are like she's trash she's a piece of shit and then uh (laughs) <laughs> There's just one comment. As, if, if you go far enough down, that's when the good stuff comes. <laughs> 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 Where it's like, there's a link. It's like, this dude does not need to go fund me. Everyone is being scammed. And it's a link, I guess, to his like net worth. And apparently, I guess his net worth is $103 million, According to this, like, I don't ah. know, makeup artist bio thing. I don't know why this is a fucking thing. But but here's the thing. It's like also here's the thing. If there is a GoFundMe, you just give it. Like if you're gonna get five, just give, just pay for the whole thing. 
And then other people yeah. are like, well, he's not like, it's not her makeup artist. It's a makeup artist. She works with. Um, but it is just funny to me that people like people defend this kind of stuff or people have to feel like they defend. Like anytime I see, see stuff like that, it's like, it just reminds me of that, uh, that, that meme from Django Unchained where, oh, where, where Sam Jackson yeah. is holding Leo's dead body. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> Crying. <laughs> it's just so true. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, boy. Oh, that's that's no. what Whenever, yeah. like, people, like, you know, whenever poor people are like, you know, we need tax cuts, like, going for some like rich people tax cut i'm like you fucking idiot yeah yeah it's it is just one of those things where you go like you're you're letting yourself lose based off of this like defense of people who don't need that much defense like why have their back there's no value added from that i wanted to mention rig because i wanted to do a christian can i do a christian philosopher deep line (laughs) that i thought of when you were when you're uh, talking rig, this is one of, this is like when Christian's being deep. Cause you said, um, you said Amazon, this is Christian being deep. You said Amazon is the most successful business of all time. And to that, I would say, uh-huh. yeah, no, the Catholic church is. Wow, <laughs> man. <That's- laughs> oh Dude. God. Oh my God. Uh, he's so yeah. critical of society, man. Dude. He's like a nineties cigarette comic. <laughs> <laughs> Leather jacket. Oh man. Oh, oh, fucking man, truth teller. <laughs> Can oh, you man, handle that? Dude. Can you handle that? That's Brett's next album. It's him with a <laughs> him with a leather jacket and a cigarette, and it's called Truth Teller. <laughs> uh, oh man, maybe I'm flipping oh, off boy. like a stained glass window in a church. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh boy, uh, the, uh, lengths, <laughs> the lengths people go to fucking make their brand <laughs> iconoclasm. Oh yeah. boy. It's embarrassing, but yeah. Well, I mean, it. I mean, if a man does have a net worth of a hundred million dollars, you do go. Wait, why are you, are you guys making fun of us? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. it feels like you're like, oh my god, they have GoFundmes for sixty thousand dollars. Isn't that hilarious? We should totally <laughs> do that. Yeah, that's like a GoFundMe for a- their vacation. <laughs> yeah, and it's like they probably just fucking saw an opportunity to get some press and they thought it would go positively in their direction. Mm-hmm. Like almost all it seems to. So they're like, Oh, we'll look like we're really good people. If we start to go fund me for this guy who is worth a hundred million dollars and I'm a billionaire. But like, again, it just shows you how detached they are from reality. Do you, I feel the, what comes, what's coming to my mind is a story from like, I don't know, maybe like eight years back or so. The actor Zach Braff, it's not as bad yeah, to be clear. This, I think yeah. you know exactly where I'm going, Christian. Yep. Uh, I don't. I don't know what what, what happened with Zach. Brad. So this is this was like eight ish years ago, and um, yeah, this is not as bad as you know, but it it has a little bit of the same idea. Many years yeah. ago, he went to Kickstarter and was like, "Hey, I need money for my movie, and I need like five hundred grand or a million dollars for my movie." I want to make this movie and he got the money 
And Zach Braff, if you look up his net worth from having, you know, Scrubs money being the lead on that five, eight year running show, he's very rich and he has a lot of connections. And it just kind of is a little bit of a bummer that he's still making people donate. He's not making, people are choosing to donate. It's like, I don't know, it, he has the money to self-fund it himself, but he doesn't act. It's like, I don't blame him because on one hand, he can make his movie risk-free. It's like, I don't have any risk and I get to make a movie because I don't have to put my own money up. But I'm like, God damn it. Well, like, shouldn't you have to put up some of your own money? He, uh, that, that, was a yeah. weird, that was a weird story because like he had made Garden State, which was this indie success and kind of became a mainstream. I don't know how much money it made, but it was a it was a pretty big success to the point mm-hmm. where like you could get more stuff made. And the fact that you're on the show at the time scrubs was still on, I think it's like, you can get stuff made. You can get, you can get started and stuff, but he wanted to make, make a movie. So he went to Kickstarter and uh, basically he was like, if we, if I make it on Kickstarter, with all your money, I can make it however I want without studio interference or whatever. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Is that what it was? It was the yeah, the, latter, but, the reason for it is like he didn't want to be told what to do. Right, but also it's like the I think the the people fa- the thing that people found ag- objectionable about it was that um, they're like, well, you're taking essentially money away from other Kickstarter projects. Whether or not that's true, mm-hmm. you could debate, but yeah. Uh, yeah. you're taking attention off other kickstarters i guess but like at the same time there's a level i get it i get why you would be upset about it why it would be annoying and why it's a little tone deaf but at the same time there is kind of a valid reason he ended up making it and it got like no attention whatsoever but yeah i was gonna say so the movie did it get made yeah it's just i i saw it on his imdb because i remember i liked garden state and i wanted to see the next one and just was like oh it came out i'm like yeah i'm not gonna watch it yeah yeah, that's interesting. I wonder if uh, that's the thing too. Like, you don't do you have to pay back your investors? Like, when you have a uh, no, you give like, them. You know what I mean? You give them a. You, you, that's one of the the what are they called on Kickstarter? The perks or something like that? Yeah, you they give, give them the DVD you know, or something. Yeah, a DVD with a signed poster from Zach Braff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he gets a profit from the I mean, forever. It's like indirectly, I get the messaging and I get all the things, but in a way, it's like. Like if it would kind of be the best way to make movies for creative people is to like raise the money without have because like that's what happens is like people produce there are people who produce movies and they're like yeah I will give you my money but I'm also in charge and I'm going to tell you you know how to make this and how to do this and you know how not to do it and it could be um, restricting to some degrees but also at the same time is like you should probably only take money from someone who you have a good relationship with. So it's not, you know, because there are producers who are, who work well with people and support. Oh yeah. At the same time. Um, but it's, it's all business and it's all stupid, but you know, I mean, I don't know. It's like, uh, the, 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 the whole idea of Zach Braff going like, I don't want them to tell me what to do. It's kind of obnoxious because it's like, wait, so you're saying that you can only make this movie good if it's just your vision, like nobody else's vision. Yeah. Like you're, you're like literally you're the only person who can make this movie and no one else can help because if anybody else helps, it will dilute your masterpiece. Uh, A little that. And also I feel like he had the money himself to do that. It's just yeah, like, I, like, I, mm. I, 
I think he had the money to do it, but it's like, you're almost like, I understand why you would reach out for donations because you're famous. You do have fans. You can get that money. And he did, but it just sucks. Cause you're like, can't you be the one to take a risk? It's like when it's like a little yeah. bit when billionaires are like, we need taxpayer money to pay for the stadium. And you're like, yeah. God fucking damn yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. A little different again. Yeah. Cause these are different scales of badness yeah. and his is way less bonkers than Kylie Jenner's. Um, cause yeah, there's, yeah. but there's an old rule in Hollywood. It's like never spend your own money. <laughs> never put I, anything yeah. in your own. Money. I know. So, <laughs> but don't you think like the story of a movie's making is relevant to how it's perceived, whether or not that's true? I are I I do think there's a truth to that in uh, it, some cases. It can be if it's successful. But <laughs> like mean, if it's a failure then uh, I don't know if that matters. I think I think it could have affected critical reception the way he made it by getting money off Kickstarter. Yeah. Because I think yeah. you go like, I'm yeah. kind of annoyed by that. And you're vaguely like, then it better be fucking amazing for me to call it good. Yeah. I would also I like would, the fact that none of us have heard of it or know what movie it was shows you that the money that he raised didn't account for an advertising budget. <laughs> so uh, that's also important. So, like, you could make the argument that if he went with traditional funding from producers, like, maybe more people would have saw his movie. That's true. Yeah. I would be surprised if. Like I wouldn't be surprised. I should say if like there was more than a handful of the reviews of the movies that didn't start with Zach Braff's Kickstarter movie. Like it, they have to mention it in the review somewhere. I'm sure. Sniper. Zach yeah. Braff's Kickstarter needs a kickstand. I'm <laughs> like his Kickstarter made something shitty pun. Maybe he could if you studio notes. Like, that's right. what louis did with um horace and pete by the way he just started shooting yeah. it himself and he went into like incredible amounts of debt doing it which yeah everybody was like you're an idiot for doing it that way uh but i guess he made what he wanted to make and i don't know how that story ended but i know that horace and pete ended up on like hulu or something so he yeah. clearly sold the rights i don't know if he we if he, if he was in the black with it but you know I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Cause I remember he was like selling it per episode and then he could sell it at the end as a season. And then mm-hmm. he sold it. Like it was on Hulu. I'm sure the once it's on Hulu, yeah. you probably break even at least. Yeah. And it, like he did make some money back by do, selling them directly. I remember I bought everyone directly. That's the thing. Like you can, if you have fans who are like really fuck with you, like you can, you can do stuff like that because you know, they want, they want you to break the mold and they want you to try it a different way. Like right now it's like, it's almost a pain to be like, Hey, do you want my special? It's $5 buy it. And I'll send you the, you know, the MP4 of it or whatever. It's almost a pain because we're so conditioned to like watch stuff on streaming, like on our TV, we're using our like smart TV or like our PlayStation or whatever Roku, whatever you have. And we're so conditioned to watching stuff on Netflix and Hulu and all these things, but like downloading a file and saving it somewhere and then opening up later and watching it is actually kind of a ask, you know, it's a pretty Mm. big ask, but if people like you and they believe in what you're doing, they'll do it. But it is like, it is an unconventional route and you're going to lose people who just want to watch it on Netflix and just want to watch it on, you know, whatever. Yeah. 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 But it is the classic thing of like, $5 $5 from a million people is worth more than yeah. uh, 
20 million people see it and you get paid. You get 20 a, cents per stream. Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean yeah, he's, exactly. so, he's so, so smart when he made that move uh, to not only sell his like special on his website, but sell his tickets on his website. I mean, he probably banked so fucking much by cutting out all those middlemen at the peak of his, you know, at the height of his popularity. I mean, that's yeah. why he was able, I mean, he, he said on that last special, he lost $35 million in one day, which I assume is from the movie that never came out that he sunk. his it was whole probably, yeah, it was, yeah. And then he got fired off from FX when he was, oh, right. he became a developer. Like uh, he would help develop shows for them. He lost that yeah. job. Uh, but that, that is, it's funny that he went that route and it really did save his life in the sense that like when he got canceled or whatever you want to say, like if there was anybody who had infrastructure in place to withstand a bunch of people That's saying, true, fuck yeah. you, it's like, it's a guy who created everything like the way he did. And like, he's yeah. like, he actually can continue on the rest of his life without actually needing the approval of Hollywood. Like, yeah, you know, he can make his own movies and fund them himself and sell them on his website and it'll be an uphill battle for him. It won't be as easy. You can argue, but maybe he, you know, maybe he has more freedom than anybody. Maybe we're the ones in prison, man. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe by being canceled is actually when you're you can't on be air. Free until you're oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> when you're canceled, you're truly free, man. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Well, he's doing okay. I actually just got an email from him as if I know him. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. He just sent out a thing about his his audio special. One thing last thing I wanted to talk to you guys about. Did you guys have you guys have any interest in I don't know if we talked about this before. Any interest in Zack Game Snyder's stop. Yeah, we can do it. Zack Snyder's Justice League. It's so funny. I you texted me. <laughs> yeah, I texted Christian. It was so funny. I go, "Hey Christian, is the Snyder cut worth it?" And he goes, for you <laughs> <laughs> or in general? And I was like, for me, he goes, for you, no way. <laughs> in general, for people who like it, yeah, they probably should. So yeah, I didn't even see the original one, so I wouldn't even have the frame see, of reference to know like what is different than, you know, what yeah. is what. I mean, I, I liked that stuff. I mean, that, you know, like when I was a kid and I actually recently, me and Sarah went back and watched most of the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, I got to say they're better than I thought they would be. Um, maybe we could talk about those on another podcast, but is it true that the mood, the cut is four hours? Is that true? It is. It is four hours. Um, it's a four hour movie. Do they break it up? Like he should have yeah. made it into like a four episode Netflix type of thing, right? It's kind of, it's in six chapters, but it's, it's a four hour movie split up into six parts, but it's not like it pauses or anything. Um, or it's like episodes. Yeah. It's just funny. And I was telling this to uh, Natasha's brother because he hadn't seen the original one either. I was like, oh, you know, if you haven't seen the original one, then you might actually really enjoy it. But if you have seen oh, the original right. one, you're like, all right, that was just a longer version of the the same movie with a little more clarity and a little less stupid jokes. Um, but ultimately, right. if you like Batman versus Superman and all that stuff, it's like, probably like it's essentially the same shit. I've noticed that whenever someone tells me that a, m- a movie is boring... I, I'm, I want to see it. 
Because <laughs> to me, like that to me is like when uh, a movie's boring. I'm like, oh, so it it, t- it takes its time and it like develops things. Like I'm I'd almost watch a movie that does it. I'd mo- almost rather watch a movie that does it too much than not enough. Like I right. hate when you're watching a movie and everything is rushed and everything is like boom, boom, boom. Like let's make it yeah. sure, and then like they don't develop the characters enough. Like to me, that like, I feel ripped off at that point. I'd rather have it the other way where it's too long and like they, they developed it too much. And uh, to me anyway, yeah. personally, well, so, here's, um, I might, I might check that out. But here, yeah, the, the difference though is, is like, this is like, I don't know, like two minutes of like character, like two minutes of character and then a fight, like a 10 minute fight scene in slow-mo and then two more minutes of character and like talking about the plot and then some more fight scenes <laughs> and then all this bullshit. Like I, I, I don't know. It's just like you just watching and go, Oh, you could have cut that. You could have cut that. You could have cut that. I don't need that. That's bullshit. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff. Kind of interesting. It's just like very nice visuals. It's like, that's kind of, that's how I felt. And the only thing that really, the thing that annoyed me the most about it was that it, um, it was in four, three aspect ratio. So, uh, most movies are in widescreen. Yes. Most movies are in widescreen, old television shows and stuff. Oh God. If it's you have, in four by three ratio. Yes. So, for, so does it have the black bars on the left and the right side on of the, the left and the right? It's so why? Because he shot it in IMAX and the IMAX format is that because IMAX is just a big box. Oh, so he just right. shot it like that. And instead of like, take like, you know, processing it for or converting it for wide screens he was like man i'll just leave it <laughs> and i'm like you asshole and he's like well i just wanted to that's my vision and i'm like you know what dude you're making a fucking superhero movie it's not like this isn't some great artistic it. conquest that you did it's a fucking man it's like five dudes and a girl in fucking pajamas. They're in capes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like we're it's also okay. it's, it's yeah. going to be in French with subtitles yeah. and uh, well, black and white. Dude, dude, he was like, I originally wanted to make it in black and white. And you're oh, like, you fuck, you asshole. <laughs> Just what a cunt. I hate that. Like, I get being artsy and like I get wanting to ex- um, express yourself, but sometimes art stops being expressing yourselves and it purposely becomes grading on the audience on purpose to try to challenge them into liking something, which can be cool in certain ways, I suppose. But like, I don't know. It's like, if you challenge an audience with like a painting, it's like, all right, cool. But like when your art is supposed to be consumed by a lot of people, like a comic book movie, you're doing a huge disservice to your art then because you're purposely making something that needs to be it'd be like if fucking it'd be like if like fucking mcdonald's started putting like fucking caviar on their cheeseburgers like no (laughs) one wants that (laughs) right like yes caviar is awesome but like it doesn't belong where it is yeah you're putting it on a mcdonald's cheeseburger for an audience that doesn't want caviar (laughs) so like what are you if you're what are you doing it's also it's also the thing where it's like uh it it shows how superficial you are by doing that because what you're saying is instead of going like this need this movie needs to be in black and white because of specific artistic reasons you're going all right what what do art movies do? Oh, they're shot in black and white. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. 
my god! It's your it's your wearing I, the disc, uh, the costume of like high exactly. art, like you're yeah. putting on the costume, and it's like you had no actual yeah, thought no. behind it. Yeah. You know what's even worse is that this is being released purposely on HBO Max, right? It's not mm-hmm. being released in any theater. Yeah. So like. Everybody has a widescreen TV. Everybody. Because yes. it's honestly the only option. Like, even if you wanted a square old TV, you couldn't get one unless you found it at yeah. some sort of, like, flea market or something. For, for so, the like, record, my pur- parents purposely making- <laughs> just got rid of their fat back within <laughs> the last, like, eight, nine months. Yeah. <laughs> They should have kept it for the Snyder cut. <laughs> but, Damn it. But, uh, <laughs> but like, yeah, so you're fucking with us because we all have widescreen TVs and you're making us watch your movie on widescreen because you're a movie. You, like, you basically threw a temper tantrum that your vision didn't get executed properly. And mm. then you're like, let me make my own four hour self-indulgent version. And we're like, all right, cool. And then the last smack in the face is that you put it on our widescreen TVs in a four by three format. Like that's such a dick move. Like yeah. that's that's a distracting way to watch something. Um, so now I'm not going to see it. That's obnoxious. That <laughs> is, is it just me or does that he is keep, so obnoxious? Doesn't he keep making stuff that's not good? I like. I thought yes. like it feels like we keep letting him direct the coolest, craziest, biggest, most mainstream shit and. It feels like he's had like five ones in a row where everyone's been like, "Yeah, it wasn't good," but it was Zack Snyder. Like, yeah, maybe yeah. Well, someone made the, the guy, someone, like, no, yeah, someone made the point that his his filmography, like, if you did a best a best of ranking, it's just in order. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I was gonna this remember, is, like, he was the golden boy after like three hundred. Yeah. And um, I think he lost. He started losing people at uh, Watchmen, which I still liked, I will say. Yeah. Um, and then the other ones, he, uh, I guess he did Batman versus Superman, and he did this one. I don't even know. There's probably another one I'm missing on there. Um, but I didn't see – I haven't seen any of those Superman ones or Batman ones yet. Um, yeah, you might want to see. If you, if you really want to watch this, you should probably watch because it's – you should watch Batman vs Superman because it's predicated. The whole, the end, the beginning of this movie is the end of that movie, literally. Like, right. Seen, so you might want to check that. But, um, uh, what was I going to say? He's he's a really interesting guy because he kind of like he he was handpicked by Christopher Nolan to do the first Superman one, and then everybody was like, "Oh, this is going to be the shit." And I, I always say he makes great trailer moments. So everything that's in the trailer is like, holy shit, this is going to be sick. But everything that's sick about it is exactly as much as is in the trailer. That's It's the two seconds uh, of cool shit in the movie. Yeah. and It's, it's like never a comedy that has all the best jokes in the trailer. Exactly, yeah. And, and the yeah. rest of the movie is just like cool visuals and like people yeah. with rippling muscles like posing. Uh, and I think we, we, I don't know if we talked about this before, but there's one point in man of steel where Superman goes to a church and, uh, he starts asking a priest for advice. And then it's exactly what we were just talking about. There is like, he's like, you know, the visual is like him framed with like a stained glass window above him of Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) And like, he almost dies and then he goes into the sun and does the cross thing. And you're like, Jesus, oh my Zach. God. That needs so to be in black and white. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to shoot that in black and white so people get it. 
Anyway, we cast for oh Superman Jim Caviezel. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, um, oh my God. Yeah, if you want to check out the Snyder Cut, everybody listening, I mean, it's worth a watch, I guess, if you're into that kind of shit. No, but. it's not. You can't. <laughs> no, it's not. New it's, rule. You can't. <laughs> new. You can't make movies longer than The Irishman. You know what it is? It's like it's if kind you- of like the Lord of the Rings. Extend- <laughs> it's kind of like the Lord of the Rings extended edition. Like if you watch, if you're a fan of the Lord of the Rings, uh, it's basically all the stuff they cut out from the book. Mm. And you're like, oh, I like yeah. that they added that scene in there. It's like this is like that they cut out all the stuff from comic book references and shit like real inside nerdy shit so if you don't know anything about dc comics which i barely kind of know like there's people that show up that like don't like you got to be there's granny goodness and you're like <laughs> the average person is like who the fuck is granny goodness and what the yeah, fuck is a mother funny. box it's so funny when like i this that happens to me a lot when i watch movies like that where they introduce like a side character and it's introduced in a way that you just know that it's supposed to be somebody but you just yeah. don't know the reference you're just like, <laughs> like it's just, yeah when you it's like it's just so noticeable that they're being like see we remembered them <laughs> and you're like okay buddy who gives a fuck I might release the. I think I'm going to release the Rabled cut, and it's yeah. <laughs> it's 28 seconds long. Well, <laughs> well, I found a I found a subreddit called Fan Edits, and it's basically just people that just like edit movies. I saw I actually downloaded one where it was like the Matrix two and three like cut together, cut into one movie. It was like honestly, it was like vastly superior. But uh, mm-hmm. there were some fun, funny cuts and like really awkward, <laughs> like shitty cuts and like slow mo shots that like they only had what was in the movie already, but they like had to make do. So it's like mm. it's like bad music at times and like real awkward scenes from the first movie that don't fit into the second one to make like the narrative make sense. So it would be like. Uh. Cause in the original matrix three or whatever Trinity dies, but in this one they wanted to keep her alive. So they just have shots of her from the first movie, like walking off a ship <laughs> to, like, <laughs> to make it seem like, or like shots of her from like memento <laughs> as a waitress. <laughs> but that's hilarious. Having another one of her, the actor's character shots. <laughs> as if you if you had access to the matrix, you would make your sin just to work a shift at a restaurant as a waitress. <laughs> yeah. I mean they had they use shots of of Keanu Reeves from Hardball. <laughs> like Neo went on to be a base baseball coach for an inner city youth team. Oh my yeah, God. That's funny. Yeah. All right. I think that's, that's good. We're, we're yeah, getting there. Let's wrap this up. I think we should do a Snyder cut of this episode. Of yeah. here. And it's, <laughs> Extra it's long. we got to do three more hours talking guys. <laughs> a four hour podcast. We'll release the this version of it, and then we'll release the four-hour one later in the week. <laughs> All right. Look out for that Allen cut coming soon. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, thanks for listening, guys. Where can everybody? Everybody knows, right? Follow me on YouTube. Uh, subscribe to my channel, uh, youtube.com slash Nick Whitmer. Yep, Chrissy. Uh, Christian Durant, comedy.com. King Latifah on all streaming uh, platforms. Brett Rabold, you, uh, dot com, also on YouTube. There it is. Sounds good, oh. guys. See you next week. Peace. Bye.